Hi there, and welcome to Coffee with Phil, where our goal is to help you live a life of purpose on purpose. Walking with God sounds easy, but how many of you know it never follows the scripture prepared? In this podcast, Phil shares stories from his personal journey in the hopes that his experience, the good, the bad, and the ugly, will help you as you walk with God on your own journey. Grab your coffee and enjoy this practical and personal episode with your podcast host, Phil Strong. Well, g'day and welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Coffee with Phil. Welcome to a life where faith is made real. And by that we mean, how do we live a life of faith on purpose, for the purpose that God's created us? So today, uh, look, I've just returned from Indonesia only a couple of days ago. Uh, spent a couple of weeks up there working with people. And so it just seemed really timely that I would take the experiences of the last few weeks and things that happened, some of the things that happened, and just share them with you. And not so much just for the purpose of telling stories, but as always, uh, we want to listen for what God's saying to us. How can we reflect this back into our world, into our context? What might God be saying to us? Hey, look, I love I love heading up to Indonesia. Kathy and I went up uh, for a couple of weeks and got to bounce into a new location. We're in Jakarta for a few days, working with a new group of uh, leaders, and uh, spoke at a at a church for the first time, which was cool. It's always good to be in a new environment. And these guys were awesome. They're rocking. They worship Jesus uh, with everything, and they do it well. And uh, so it was good to work with them. And I look forward to heading back there next year to do some more work with them as well. Also spoke at a conference, a couple of conferences, leadership conferences, and I might speak about that in the next podcast, so watch out for that one. But today, today I um, want to say to you that uh, we should not carry heavy burdens. We should not carry heavy burdens. We're not designed to carry heavy burdens. It's not good for us to carry heavy burdens. It's it's part of God's heart, I believe, his desire that we would release those burdens and not carry them ourselves. And I'll, I'll point to that in a minute. Um, and, and this really comes from an experience that we had. You know, we're up there and I'm speaking at these conferences. We, Kathy and I also made time to visit our sponsor kids. Um, as a church, we sponsor 10 kids at an organization called Hope Village. Definitely worth checking them out. We'll put the website link into the description below. Um, one of the other things that just happens is uh, the pastors that we're with, they feel prompted or ask us to stop in and pray with people. And uh, I know Kathy says afterwards, she says, man, it doesn't matter where we go, what we do, that's the most favorite part for her, is to sit in people's homes, uh, grand or not so grand. And uh, and there was one lady we visited again the second time. The last time we went there, she was bedridden. She looked great. Her skin was gray. She was gaunt and you could almost see through her. And she was just wrought with anxiety and depression and, and fear. And it was affecting her. She couldn't get out of bed. She couldn't eat by herself. She couldn't go to the toilet. She was having to be bathed by family members in the bed. And this is her elderly mother trying to take care of her. Um, but we're sitting in this um, home that's got a 
uh, you know, a dirty concrete floor. It's got um, timber sacking on the walls with no coverings. Um, there's a single light bulb in the room. Um, there's uh, like an old bed sheet covering half the window to try and keep the rain out. Um, these are very, very different circumstances than what you or I might be used to. Um, but meeting with these people to pray with them is just fantastic. Well, there was another situation where we were invited to visit uh, a family member, uh, people that we know but hadn't seen for quite a while. And I want to speak about that. I want to speak about the experience uh, that I had, and uh, maybe you can reflect on that. But before I get into the stories, I, I just want you to think about these two thoughts. Firstly, think about the benefit of a burden shared. You know, one of the dumb things that uh, we often do is we go through a struggle and we keep it to ourselves. We think, well, I won't let anyone know. I don't want them to, to worry about me or I don't want to feel embarrassed. And so we carry this burden in secrecy, in isolation, which means we carry it alone. And that is not the purpose of community. If you're living life alone without community, then you're living outside God's best design for your life because God created us for community, for the benefit of blessing each other in the journey. And and so that means I want you to think about the benefit of a burden shared. And I want to ask you this question right at the front. Who do you have close enough to share the load of your burdens? Because there are benefits in a burden shared. Now, now, please don't become that person that tells everybody their problems because that's going too far the other way. But think about you know one or two people that you can reach out to. You can say, hey, I'm just having a rough day. I'm having a rough week. Do you mind if I share it with you? Um, because a burden shared is a burden halved. The second thing I want you to think about, it just as part of this introduction, is think about the benefit of a burden removed. And, and I would say this to say, Jesus wants to carry our burdens for us. He wants to carry the heavy load with us. Not that we would abandon the responsibility of the journey, but that we would walk in partnership with him while he does the heavy lifting and we walk in his footsteps. Think about the benefit of a burden removed. What I did not say is that you can meet with your friends to give them your burden and expect them to do it for you. That's not a burden shared. If you're that kind of friend that tries to take other people's problems off them, then you're not actually a good friend. You're trying to be a savior. And there is only one savior, and his name is Jesus, and he desires to be the hero of the story. So firstly, share the burden by listening, but don't carry it for them. Secondly, think about the benefit of a burden removed and and understand that that's God's whole invitation to do life with us. Look, I don't like to preach, but I do like to share scripture. So just, just listen to these three Bible verses. We'll put the links in the notes. You can click them. You can read them later for your own devotional benefit. But think about what uh, is, is written in Psalm 55, verse 22. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. 
you know, God is glad to carry your burdens and to give you the daily strength that you need. My most favorite um, uh, uh, verse with regards to this would have to be um, Matthew 11. And let me read it to you in two different translations. First of all, Jesus says here in Matthew 11, verse 28, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, says Jesus, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke, says Jesus, is easy, and my burden is light. Well, years and years ago, a young fella at a church I was attending uh, came up to me one night and he had a, a verse for me, and it was this passage. But he shared it with me from the message translation. Uh, so, this is Eugene Peterson's uh, poetic uh, transcription, his personal transcription of the Bible. And in, in Matthew chapter 11, Eugene Peterson writes the words of Jesus this way He says, Are you tired? Worn out, burned out on religion. Come to me, Jesus says. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, Jesus says. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Oh, I love that translation. I love that passage. Uh, whichever version you're reading, and I love them all, uh, make sure Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30 is part of your reading in the next few days. Finally, the last one here, Peter writes in his first letter, 1 Peter 5, verse 6 and 7. Peter says, Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Oh man, isn't this awesome? You know that God, our Father, would want to see our load made lighter because he cares for us. I hope that encourages you. What I want to do now is transition to share some stories. There was a family that we visited, and I don't want to be obtuse, but I'm not going to say names. Uh, and uh, I'm just so if it sounds a little bit vague, I'm I'm trying not to be specific to the point of identifying people. But um, there was a family that we were asked to visit, and uh, I'd met them before. In fact, years ago, I'd, I'd met them and prayed with them in their home when there was some. Um, some just really horrible, horrible stuff that had been happening. Um, there's a connection there, but I hadn't seen them for years. And uh, this woman that was with us, she says, look, would you mind, Pastor Phil, would you mind, Miss Kathy, would you mind coming uh, and, and stopping at this home? And so it was late one night. We were on our way back from uh, visiting others and being, uh, I think it was a youth event that I did. Uh, we were late and they said, look, would you stop? And we're like, yeah, fine, no problems. And and so we stop and and we we meet them in their business. It's still open and it's on the main road and there's trucks and cars and bikes going past and 
and we just sat on these little plastic stools in the front of their business and they they'd got a cake for us from the local cake shop and they would you like coffee and I was like no I definitely don't want to have coffee over there uh, certainly not very often but I'll have a cup of tea thank you thank you black tea no sugar no gula no gula I say and uh, and and so that, um, they through a translator we we heard some of the story and just started to connect with these people and it was just a beautiful time you could just tell there was like genuine fellowship I don't know if you've got those times and those people you meet with where you're just like man this just feels at ease it feels easy there's uh no motivation no false motive there's no um trying to impress there's genuine transparency and we can just laugh and cry and talk together. And, and that's what this felt like. You know, it's 10 o'clock at night and we're sitting in the humidity of the Indonesian evening and there's noisy. Um, they have these taxis there. They're like little vans that drive incredibly fast. And the drivers that have them, they probably spend all their money trying to make them look fancy or sexy. And they put big fat mag wheel t- and tires on them and they pinstripes and they have these air horns and they cut the muffler off and they're horribly noisy and they go all night they just drive between towns and cities and it probably costs you you know four cents to get there but you get there quickly and hopefully safely but man they're noisy they just constantly we're 10 o'clock at night rum 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 past the door and and then you get a truck going past or a, or a couple of motorbikes so we're sitting there we're just we're just sharing and, and, and I want to share about three different situations because there's three different things that we prayed for, for this family. Three different burdens to stop carrying and in listening to the story of these family members, maybe you might find your opportunity uh, to cast your cares upon the Lord to allow Jesus to carry your burdens for you. In the first situation, the couple that were hosting us, they were... Um, they were wonderful people. And they said, look, last time you were with us, you prayed and you happened to, you know, they said you prophesied, which means that God spoke to them about their business flourishing and being successful. And I, I don't recall that time of praying for them, but they did. And they said, look around you. Our business is being very successful. And we give thanks to God for his faithfulness to us. And then they paused and I sensed something else was coming and there was a huge but, a big but. And there was a brokenness and a hurt and a pain of other people's words and actions against them. And they had cut deep. And as the woman started sharing, sort of almost, we were praying together and 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 then she just started crying out in Indonesian, and I didn't understand it, but I got the I got the message. You know, I could sense from the 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 angst, the depth of her her cry that there was a heartfelt pain that she was giving over to Jesus, and you could see her her shift and lift, and and I actually I remember I was sitting there. Uh, her and her husband were sitting side by side on these little plastic stools, and and I shuffled, I shuffled my stool forward across the circle toward them, and and I reached out my right hand and took her right hand as if I was shaking her hand, if you imagine that, and then I reached out my left hand, and I took her husband's left hand as a you know an opposite shake, and so we had this circle, and they were together, and I was connected to them, and to be honest with you, I got a front row seat to just their expression. 
of their heart's cry before God as they release these burdens. And I, I did pray for them a little and I did lead them a little. But to be honest with you, I, I think what I was witness to was that concept of, of a burden shared and, and a friend that would be willing to point them to Jesus as the one to, to walk with them. And, and I would say to you, friend, you're listening, what, what, is, is something on your heart? Is something heavy? Do you feel laden down by a concern or a worry or an event or a broken friendship um, that is a burden? And, and, and if, if, if this is you, you're going to get that, that sense of um, conviction. You're going to get a pang in your chest or a gut or you're, gonna, you're just going to have an emotional moment right now as the Holy Spirit prods you with his love. And, and this, is, this is where you need to find a friend to help you and point you to Jesus who wants to take that burden away. And as we move through this prayer time, in this holy huddle, this intimate circle. You know, there were others in the room. There was other family members, and there was Kathy and the team that I was traveling with. Um, and, of course, we had a translator who helped me understand what I needed to understand uh, if and when necessary. But there was just a holy moment as the Spirit of God descended. And, and I believe, I have absolute confidence, that God was doing his healing work in them for the next phase of their lives. And uh, it was beautiful. There was a few tears, um, and then that was me. <laughs> and then they had some tears, and 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 it was cool. And, and as, as it landed, I kind of looked to uh, the person on my team that kind of got us into the space, and and she made another request, and and there was another family member sitting in the circle that was right back in the shadows, wasn't really moving forward. We'd met met this woman on the way in, greeted, hello. Um, but that was all, and and they they urged her to draw herself into the circle and uh, through the translator again. I got told a story um, about a very very painful situation in her childhood uh, that was connected to the family. It was um, I'm just gonna if I just use the phrase family abuse, um, then you'll know you'll you'll know that it was connected to the family and it was personal and painful. It was actually physical. Uh, and it um, it had left this deep, deep wound, and and what I discovered through the translator was that um, that this was really a, a burden that this woman was carrying, but she she wasn't able to see, or maybe she did see, but through the conversation we had, we we recognised, we all recognised that the pain of the past was actually stopping her from moving into God's future for her and and the pain of her family history was in fact a big brick wall that was causing her to fear making a commitment to what may even be a future spouse and i i don't know the relational situation but whether she's to marry this this man or not is not the point what we discovered through the revelation of the holy spirit was the pain of her past the physical pain was causing a fear of commitment and a fear of vulnerability to move forward into her future. And that's a burden. And, you know, we again, we just sat there. Um, Kathy was on one side of her. I was on the other side of her. And we just ministered God's love to her. I said, do you feel safe for me to pray with you? And she, through her, um, through her eyes full of tears, wipe, she's trying to wipe them away from behind her glasses. It was kind of, you know, a little bit difficult. But, um, you know, like, I mean, do you feel safe? Is it okay? 
can we pray with you? Um, is this a safe circle for you? And she, she, she nodded and she cried and just watched the father minister his safe love to her and um, remove some of that unforgiveness and remove the pain and reveal his proximity. You know, I love that question. Jesus, would you show us where were you in the situation? How close are you to us? You know, to remove that that accusation or that lie the enemy plants that God is absent. Because <laughs> trust me, God is never absent from our pain. And so I point this back to you and I'd say, you know, is there a fear of pain or is there a fear from pain that is stopping you moving into God's help that he has for you in the future? And uh, again, think about the benefit of a burden shared who is a, a, a Bible-believing, Jesus-worshipping friend that you can sit with that will share the burden to point you to Jesus to help him to bring that healing. And, uh, and think about the benefit of a burden removed because God wants to take away the pain. He wants to take away the fear. He wants you to trust him with your future and not let the past be the inhibitor that would stop that. So. Uh, again, if God's prompting you in that, uh, I, I'm happy because God wants to do something about it with you and for you. And, you know, we thought we were finished. It's getting late. And uh, I looked to my friend and she indicated that she had something else to share. And we moved around the circle and her elderly mother had been sitting with us. She was a beautiful, peaceful looking old lady, you know, with... Um, the warm tones of the Indonesian skin, and yet wrinkled to the point that it looked like crumpled up leather. And I mean that lovingly and respectfully. Uh, she had soft eyes, you know, her bare feet, um, uh, legs crossed under her long dress and a shawl around her, because for her it was cold, it was nighttime. <laughs> for me, I'm sitting there going, well, if it's hot. Uh, anyway, she, you know, she hadn't said much of a word as she'd watched her family receive this loving grace of Jesus. And, and then another family member told her story of long-term disappointment. A, a husband who was a drunkard and physically abusive, who had abandoned his wife and eight children. And I looked into the eyes of this woman. I have no idea how old she is. It's really irrelevant. But this old woman, I looked into her, her deep, dark eyes, and I just saw the pain of disappointment. You know, the tiredness of raising eight children on her own and some of, that, some of those children that didn't go so well uh, according to the story. And, and I just felt the love of God for her and the desire that God would heal long-term disappointment that comes when life is not easy and it's not easy for a long time. And again, we gathered, all of us, we gathered around this woman as she... As she um, she just sat on on a stool in the in the inside this 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 family's business, and they just shook with as as grief was released, as long term grief, waves of grief were were taken away by Jesus and His love. And um, you know, I don't, I, I just wonder for for people that are listening, you know, sometimes for me, I've had to come to the terms with long term seasons of struggle do result in long-term disappointment. I've had to accept that. I've had to accept that that's actually real. It's the body and the mind. 
It's like our emotions that are caught up in our body and our mind. The emotions are sending us signals, and God uses those signals as signposts to point to something that's out of balance or not right that he wants to heal. And so I've had to learn that long-term struggles that lead to long-term disappointment is a burden that is not ours to carry alone. And and so for you, for listening, you know, where are you at with that? Is there a, a long-term situation that's resulting in a in a long-term disappointment? And I'd say, give it over to Jesus. Allow him, invite him in. Ask him to carry it for you and lead you out of that season. And uh, and I pray that um you'd have the boldness and the brave the bravery to the courage to come before God and, and be vulnerable before him. So as I as I finish here, I would just um I'd really say don't carry heavy burdens. Heavy burdens are not ours to carry alone. Uh, think about the benefit of a burden shared and think about the benefit of a burden removed. And and finally, I would just say for me, um, you know, this is what my reflection is on on this time that we've had together is for me to be a minister before others, I first need to allow the Lord to minister to me. And um, sometimes, you know, the risk for me is I get in front of someone, whether it's an audience or a one-on-one situation, and if I try to minister out of my brokenness, uh, then that's definitely obvious, and I've got the risk of ministering in the flesh or even an unclean spirit if that's uh, present. But when I minister from a place of brokenness that the Lord has brought his love into, uh, then it's all about what he can do, not what I can do. And so I'm just confessing uh, that for me to be a minister before others, I first need to allow the Lord to minister to me. Now let's translate that to you. The importance of you going on this journey is not just for you. The importance of you going on this journey is so that from your place of healing, you can be the one who shares the burden and points others to the healing solution that God has for them. But do it from a place of healing. Do it from a place of connection with God. Do it from a place of His strength made perfect in your brokenness. And uh, let me finish by saying I want to point to the next podcast that I'm about to record. Uh, Copy of Phil, episode 50 is a good one. Watch out for it on the channel. We drop new episodes every week. So thanks for being on the journey with us. Thanks for listening to the podcast or watching it wherever you are. We're looking to expand these things, so keep an eye on what we're doing. There's transcriptions, there's a reference notes, and as always, we ask that you would subscribe to the podcast on every channel and share it with your friends that they might also be encouraged. God bless you wherever you are. Have a fantastic week, and I'll be back with you real soon. Bye.